As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome back. I should have got the uh, like SEC football jingle going or Big Ten football jingle going or whatever. But uh, hey, football's back, folks. There you go. Wow. Welcome back, everybody. Listen to the excitement Nick in your Baumgartner voice. Nick here along with Brendan Quinn. Brendan, it has been uh, quite a minute here, I want to say. I, I have to bring the excitement today because you're coming off of a... Listen. Of a... I don't know what you want to call it, but <laughs> a series is- of rough life decisions. This well, is a this is a report for duty type of day, <laughs> and that's the extent of it. That's all you're getting out of me, man. This thing is I'm I'm held together with duct tape and string at this point. So yeah, a uh, Saturday through Wednesday golf trip through uh, Southwest Michigan. Just Southwest. Do people guys, call it Southwest Michigan, or do they? Just you call didn't it go up. Uh, you didn't go up north or whatever. No, we did that the last few years. We've like run out of courses that we haven't played, so we had to go down there. Oh, I see. Um, okay, so you went but down, yeah, like, this thing started like five years ago with four of us like going up north, and now it's a twenty-man trip. That's just mm. an absolute my gosh, get storm. Yeah. So, <laughs> but we had a blast, and as always, my brother came in, and uh, oh, nice. Um, yeah, the organization that this that uh, a friend of ours, uh, Kyle Matson from M Live, he uh, that he puts into it is like top of the line. So it's a great it's a great scene, but. uh Man, I woke up at four thirty in the morning and like. <laughs> Brendan is on. Welcome back to another episode of the Beat. By the way, I don't know if I've said that. Brought hey, is this, when was the last time we did this, man? Um, I think it was somewhere earlier in the summer. Like we just sort of there wasn't a whole lot going on uh, in June. I think I talked with uh, Austin and Colton a couple times. Austin and Colton and I did a few podcasts. Right. You've been on golf, and um, yeah, there's really no reason to just record, but uh, it is. Big Ten Media Days, uh, as folks know right now, and conference media days in general, as 
SEC is talking right now. Big 12 is talking right now while they can. <laughs> yeah, We've got while, they, some, while they exist. So it's talking season, as we like to say. Um, I am not in Indianapolis, thank God, uh, for Big 10 media days. Brandon is not either. I don't think he would have made it if anyone had even asked him to. But We should have done this in person, by the Austin way. Next, and, one, yeah. next one we're doing oh, in person. Go. Okay, we can do that. We can do that. <laughs> uh, Austin and Colton are, of course, there uh, reporting on uh, Michigan Talk Today. Uh, Thursday, uh, when we're recording this here, Jim Harbaugh spoke uh, this afternoon, and I think some of the players as well. And then Mel Tucker and the Michigan State players will go tomorrow. So, of course, as always, check back uh, uh, to The Athletic for uh, all of Austin and Colton's coverage and then anything else we have coming out of that. It's always a weird time, Brandon, because it's like a two-week gap after Big Ten Media Days before mm-hmm. anything else actually happens in college football. I always hated conference media days. You know this. But, like, it's this weird... Time, but it's also this time where a lot of things that haven't been talked much about in recent months, at least in public, start to get talked about again, and uh, that absolutely happened here in the last couple of days. Do you want to start with? Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of it's just kind of like getting people back yeah. in the same room. It's obviously a publicity thing. It's July. There's nothing going on. So hey, here's all these conferences parading around saying how great they are, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. It's, but this year, this year, I do think, though, I would add, like, not to cut you off, but, like, doesn't this feel – this felt a little different to me because everything is just – no one knows what in the hell is going to happen in the next, like, 12 months to the next 12 months to the next 12 months. Like, there's so much change happening all over the place, everything with NIL. Like, to me, this all mm-hmm. felt like everyone's taking this opportunity now to even probably crank that up even higher and just posture <laughs> probably even more than they normally would, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there was – I thought it kind of seemed like uh, from the coaches and, and things like that, you know, guys who were going through it like they did in the past and kind of trying to treat it as normal as possible um, while also having to talk about everything that happened in the last 15 months. Right. Right. And because these and didn't just, happen. And then, yeah. Year, just kind of yeah. acting like, you know, Hey, the season's going to be perfectly normal. Just like, uh, <laughs> you know, last year should have been and blah, blah, blah. And everyone's like, okay, we'll see. Let's, Let's uh, let's hope. Um, I think that that's that you just touched on an interesting point there. Everyone's saying, "Okay, we'll see." Let's hope, and that's what it's felt like to me, right? Where it's felt yes. like a lot of these conferences and schools have gone back to their shareholders, so to speak, because that's what these are for. They're not talking to us; they're talking to their fans right. and their players at these things. And you know, a lot of—I don't think it's just locally here. I think we see this across the board in other in other uh, places. Like, I think fans have lost trust in. The people who run college athletics, if they had any left to begin with, after a really messy year um, and how it was handled a year ago. Mm-hmm. And I think in a lot of cases you see that coming across. Like Kevin Warren today had a speech at the Big Ten media days that lasted a lot longer than Jim Delaney's did. And it was interesting, we'll say the, mm-hmm. we'll say the least, right? I think some things were planned there for him to touch on. So things like that I think are happening. And to me it's just – it's been – weird it has it's been interesting and weird because it feels like we're all like i guess this is how everyone's life is so to speak in some ways right like covid ends you get your vaccine and it almost feels like you're you're turning the light back on and (laughs) your life for the first time in like a year and everybody wants to start over again and it's like where does this start right college athletics to me it just feels like we're starting everything completely brand new again it's not that way but in weird ways it feels like that yeah i thought this was definitely uh going by kevin warren's comments it felt like uh, a guy who took this massive job immediately had, yeah. you know, everything just turned on its head and he kind of wanted to come out, I think, today and 
because he took a ton of shots. Last well, I think year. he was like, let's, "Hey, I'm, I mean, I'm Kevin Warren. We haven't met." Yeah, ex- but, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. And not only had he not met a lot of people, but he got hammered at times, oh, horribly. Last yeah, year, right. you know, like you wanted in a perfect world, Kevin Warren is able to kind of have this transitionary time, you know, Delaney to him and um, kind of tiptoe into things. Instead, he has to make these massive sweeping decisions related to, you know, are they even going to play the damn sport, which is the only reason that the conference exists in the first place. So, um, yeah, I've, you know, I've I've had chances to kind of talk to him um, a few times and, and once like he, he definitely, illustrated that fact of like, I feel like, you know, like people might not really connect with him and that, that if, if people, if he were certain fan bases, he was just kind of able to be cast. And this is me talking, not him. Mm-hmm. Right. But he was kind of cast as that, as a, a boogeyman type situation. Well, right. Yeah. right. You know, and it's, you know, you gotta, you gotta get some of that capital back at some point. So, um, you know, yeah. Well, I think, is- I think though, in some of those cases, I would argue, yeah, in that case, yes. But also like, I think that you need to get some of it back from the people that, because I think that there were stable fan bases out there that like, were also like, we would have really liked to see a stronger response from you to the people who were like being ridiculous. Right. And so it's a two way street here. That's been very interesting for a lot of people like him because, you know, we've talked about this a thousand times, like the big 10 forever Delaney's big 10 was the league of consensus. One votes for all, all votes for one. There were, there were no splinters or anything else. And, you know, here comes Kevin Warren and COVID hits two months into his thing. And then all of a sudden, boom, you know, the league splinters. So, you know, I think a lot of what's going on right now is to try to repair some of that. But um, I think the only thing that repairs most of that is time anyway. And we'll, we'll just have to sort of see how everything shakes out. Did you, did you see much about the uh, SEC, SEC AC, or big 12 bombs there that were dropped? Well, yeah. Yesterday? I mean, I, on at one point, there was like the uh, actually, I, I was either in between rounds or on the course where like a notification popped up that was like Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC. Like, I thought it was done. Like, well, I mean, I think sh- it sounds like it's pretty much it seems done. that way, but I thought it was like done, done. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. So, so yes, I did see that. And yeah, it's one of these things like you want to talk about, like, we you remember when it started the last time, mm-hmm. you know, the, the realignment and it went, yeah. it went, you know a big move. And then it's okay. What the hell now? Hold on to your, hold on to your asses. Right. So with this, like you talk about Alabama and, or I'm sorry, Texas and Oklahoma, you know, this thing could change the landscape in just massive ways. Cause you can just go right down the wormhole. Okay. If this happens, then what happens after it? And uh, I don't know, but that's going to be one hell of a league. I'll I tell just you that much. like I mean <laughs> it's a lot of money. It's going to be a lot of a lot of dollar figures well, on these things, and I want to see me, the lawyers that are involved. Let me float you this one. Um, would because I, I I read um, uh, Max Olson wrote a story today about the Big 12's reaction to it. It was really good um, about how they were all blindsided, right? Wow. Yeah, it's all the power brokers because Oklahoma and Texas did this behind everybody's back. Like everyone knew they would. Like every like Nebraska was worried about the last well, yeah. time, right? Yep. You yep. Remember this. The reason, yep. and you, we get uh, our buddy Lee Barfnack down here. He tell you right now the reason, oh, the sure. main reason why Nebraska went to the Big Ten was so that Texas and Oklahoma didn't screw them and leave them out in the middle of the wilderness. So I mean, like, I think that yeah, you're right. I mean, how could you be blindsided? But also, they certainly did it under the cover of darkness. And you know, the story anyway kind of goes into 
questions about, well, why are they doing it now? Like, why are Texas and Oklahoma, why do they want to do it now, right? And, like, I think it was revealed as the day went on, like, when the next TV deal is up, 2025 right. or whatever. And I think that it was also reported by someone today that, you know, next week, I guess, they'll, they plan to make it official or whatever, that after the next TV deal ends, they're leaving. Um, I also think it's been bandied about that they don't have to take Oklahoma State. So what you see is one league, like Brendan just said, with a ton of money, and everything else, the Big 12, I would assume, is just going to dissolve. And then what I look at that and say is, like, well, what's the intention here of a, of a giant Super League SEC? Is it to just be the best league, which you already are, or is it to just be its own thing and separate completely from everybody else? I have no idea. But, like, those are things that where my head goes in that when I see Texas and Oklahoma trying to get with Alabama, LSU, and the other schools that we, you know, know drive the boat down there in the SEC. It's like, are you guys trying to create <laughs> – a superpower that runs on its own or like just be the best of the best. I don't know. It's interesting, but I would assume that it will make even more money once but it uh, starts up. I feel like everyone has generally felt that in the next five years, possibly 10 years that mm-hmm. the leagues will get to 18. Yeah. And within 10 years, maybe that's a probably fair. And, and that's been, I feel like that's always been kind of the, you know, the conversation that's just being had on the side of like, eventually it's going to get there. But we so probably would have said this 10 years ago, I bet. Huh? Yeah. Said right. the same you know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. for, if, if, if they're going to happen, that means, you know, the SEC is going to be adding two. it's going to be, which are the four leagues? Yeah. So you want to be in the position of the most powerful spot. And if you're, if you're Texas and Oklahoma, they are the needle for, mm-hmm. you know, what would be, la- what, what would, what's the big 12 has to offer. So, you know, they don't give a shit about Iowa state. So nope. off they go to all Kansas. the money. When is the SEC's <laughs> TV next TV deal? Uh, I would assume it's going to be somewhere along the same window. You know, I don't know when exactly it comes up, but I mean, I, if the, the next one with the ACC or whatever, Longhorn network is another complicated one too. Is Texas That's going to get real has. complicated. Yeah. Well, I mean, they'd have to get out of that. You would think, and like you would also assume that it would be more beneficial to just go with super league money. TV wise, like what would that TV contract? To your point, like what would that TV contract look like? The Big Ten. I mean, had a if million. you have Texas at the table for the TV deal with Bama and that, that's all these, cra- other- it's going to be crazy. It's yeah. going to be absolutely crazy. So yeah, the SEC is just going to be yeah, just a money cannon, right? So and, and I love like some of these schools that just haven't won dick that are just going to be sitting there just swimming and <laughs> all this money. Yeah. Vanderbilt is just like this is awesome, thanks guys. Not to mention the fact that Texas. <laughs> Would be like a last place team in the SEC <laughs> if they started tomorrow, the next day, the day after, or whatever else. Like that's neither here nor there. But yes, no. Like I've, I've, I often wonder. Like is Kentucky just like, whoa, shit! Like this is gonna be awesome. We're not gonna spend a dime of it on football. It's all going to be, you know what I mean? Like so, yeah. I don't know. I don't know where it all ends or where it all goes. But I mean, like the more that these things continue to happen, I mean, logic just says that. Yeah, you're going to have a couple of Super Leagues playing each other. And we've talked about this on this show a bunch. I know, Brendan, like football at some point has to get separated from the rest of the pack uh, yeah. within the whatever we want to call it structure of college sports, whether it's run by something called the NCAA or something else or whatever. It really does need to get – I think a lot of things probably need to happen before that conversation. Maybe that's why it gets complicated, right? But, like, I yeah. mean, football's – it's outgrown it. I mean, it's – out. you know, especially now with all the extra – stuff that's going to come in money and everything else. I mean, it's just, it's outgrown it. So it, it would make sense to me that 
whatever happens with these super leagues in football, like I would just hope that you'd have like Kansas is the team that you think about all the time, right? Let's just like mm-hmm. the hell is going to happen to Kansas? You know, right. it's like I mean. Nobody wants Kansas football. Everyone would like Kansas basketball, but basketball doesn't pay anybody's bills, not to a degree that, you know, these big leagues. So, and then, you know, I don't know. Uh, what happens there? I have no idea. I mean, from a yeah, basketball I... standpoint, it's always just what the hell's going on, you know? Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24 7 US based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Because if you're, if you're the Big Ten, are, is this, your, this is your signal. you got to go shopping, right? Like you, I would you, think so. You don't want to be stuck with the leftovers. Yeah. Right? And you, and you don't want yourself to be vulnerable to be poached. Right. right. And... I think, you know, especially here, you know, we, we look at the Big Ten in a certain way. We're like, you know, no one's leaving the Big Ten, right? But you never know. You never know. I would never say whenever. <laughs> there are days I wonder if Ohio State might not feel more I, Yeah, I mean, Texas why not? Oklahoma down there, you know what I That's mean? That's what like, I'm saying. If, 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 yeah. if there's two more spots in the SEC and Texas and Alabama are both hanging out down there, you can make if a I'm deal Ohio State, you have to think about it. You can make a deal to beat Michigan every – or I mean play Michigan every <laughs> – Every year if you want and keep that on your thing or whatever. But yes, like everyone would have to think about it. I would yes. think at some point, like, and that's where this is all going to go. It's like, it's like the scene in the uh, office where they're all playing uh, on the Mr. Uh, murder mystery game at the end where they all got the guns, you know, and they're in the room. Like, <laughs> like that's what all this is all the time. It's just everyone constantly pointing at each other being like, we'll do it. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll team up against you and you'll have no choice. Right. Like, and so you're always sort of wondering when you have to be the last person on the on the last boat to whenever that's this right. becomes whatever it's going to become because that's I guess the tension here that that just constantly lies underneath college football forever. College basketball gets away with not having to worry about it because they have the tournament that's always there and it's the same and it never changes and it's the most important thing and everybody agrees on that. Like this is not going to be whatever this is very soon, right? Like we've been mm-hmm. able to say that every year for the last, like, I don't know how long you're always, it feels like in this state of constant change. And we just haven't gotten even close to, I think where this thing's going to evolve into. And like, it does finally feel like some of that is with NIL and other things is starting to ramp up, but you know, it's just, a, it's felt like that for 10 years. It's felt like we're constantly Yes, rolling towards something that's not going to be anything that we even recognize, which maybe it's good. Maybe it's for the best. I don't know. I mean, I think people should be open minded about that. But when I hear people like Dabo Sweeney being like, well, what about the Bulls? And it's like, what about back in the day when you could be a top 25 team? And it's like, man, we don't have time machines, right? Like we, we can't go back. You know, we can say that it was more fun that way. And we can say that things might have been whatever if we think that. But like. This bullshit about going back in time has got to stop. And hopefully, 
for the most part, because I don't see a lot of people agreeing with Dabo. I see more people kind of getting with the times here. So I've been a little encouraged. Nick Saban bragging about his quarterback, making all that money, right? Like, I mean, that's recruiting. So I see people embracing it, and I think that that's a good thing. So we'll see kind of where all this goes. Nick Saban just need, he needed to use that pulpit all day yesterday just to tell Alabamans to get freaking vaccinated. Right? 33%. <laughs> Is that what it is? 33%. Yeah, 33%. Come on now. Well, he's not doing that. You know that. <laughs> Nick Saban is not Nick Saban for nothing, my man. Good God. Um, it's the last thing he would ever do. But all right, so if, if I'm, I'm making you Kevin Warren. All right. You get – so if they got to get to 18, right, you got – that's four. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah. So they're at 14 now, and you're keeping everybody that's here, right? I assume so. You're not kicking anybody out. Rutgers doesn't get booted out of here. <laughs> At the last second, so we can bring in like somebody better. I don't know, like, whatever, right? Like, is that on the table? Probably not. You have contact. Probably not. Probably not. So we got to add four more. I mean, Notre Dame, right? Like, is that has to be? That has to be your first pick. I mean, I got to think at some point you got to find a. I mean, Notre Dame having that agreement with the ACC in football has always been, and I know yeah. the Big Ten's always used to look at them like, well, you either join or nothing. But it's like maybe that needs to be revisited if this is going to continue right so i would mm-hmm. say notre dame is probably probably needs to be top on the list would you entertain someone like kansas for the benefits that it would give you from a basketball standpoint i mean it would make your basketball league even more outstanding it's already outstanding i um, think brand wise you know. do it it's it's not gonna, kansas is a good brand it's not gonna like destroy your football brand it's not gonna help it but like kansas is kansas but like whatever i mean if you get more money in there, who knows, right? Like, yeah, could help. I would. Kansas is on my list. Yes, Kansas. Um, what about um, what about like Pitt or Cincinnati? Those level teams would those see? Be I don't enough? think anyone's. I don't or think anyone's say, leaving. That. I don't think anyone's le- like. I guess they'd the, have to the jump ACC up. So still be the, looking at like your yeah your Big Twelves. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if are there are there teams in the ACC that are that that are also that looking? Pull? I don't. I don't know. Like that's one of those. Do we get stronger together, or do we all just start going our own way? Um, yeah, I mean, if you're going to raid the ACC, yeah, that's actually a good way of looking at it because Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC is super league stuff. So you would need to get, you would need to go call like North Carolina if you're the Big Ten. I think. Yeah, I mean, and, you're, and you're, Duke. How about if that? You're do, if you're doing it, that's the way you go. How about it? Notre Dame, <laughs> North Carolina, Duke, Kansas, or, or do you want Virginia? No. Notre Dame, North Carolina, Duke, <laughs> Kansas. I got okay. North Carolina, Duke in basketball. Mm-hmm. North Carolina is good in football again, like, and they have been in the past. Good enough, right? Uh, we got Kansas basketball, for crying out loud, in the same league with North Carolina, Duke, all these other teams. Um, and Notre Dame. Like, I'm good. Now, the only problem with that is you're making all basketball decisions, really. Well, what else? And, like, and no, Virginia not, football isn't... Well, that's, like, true. that's the deal. I mean, like you said it earlier, Texas and Oklahoma are the two teams in the middle of the country that the, the Big Ten loyalists 10 years ago were like, we need to get Texas. You need to get Texas. Jim Delaney, mm-hmm. you need to get Texas. You need to get Texas, Oklahoma before the SEC does because we'll be screwed forever. Right. So, I mean, if Texas and Oklahoma joined the SEC, I got to tell you, like, I don't see the Big Ten. <laughs> Lap in the SEC in football anytime yeah. soon. I think that your I, I think but. that your play would be to do the best you can with that, but also like lean on the fact that you do have like an awesome basketball league and some other things 
as well. If you're going to be the champion of college athletics and not just the champion of 12 Saturdays in the fall, right. that's it. And not giving a shit about anything else, then be that, you know, and I, like, cause I know I that's like- idealistic to say, but. Because on the ACC, like, I feel like Clemson is probably watching this right now and saying, we got to go. Oh, yeah. If I'm Clemson, I'm calling Florida State, and I'm saying, you and me, let's roll. And Miami. Yep. Let's go yeah. to the SEC. Let's go call them and just see if they want to go to 20 or something. Like, I mean, like, <laughs> that's what I, like, that's where this goes. And that's where people's heads go with that, right? Where it's like, oh, there are no rules. You can do whatever you want. There is no, this is all bullshit. It's all like, we know this. Like, the NCAA is not something that, like, it's like, it's like a, it's there yeah, because these schools think, allow it to be there. You know, you can change whatever you want. I don't. I don't think Clemson is worried about honoring its its allegiances to NC State no. and Pitt for uh, for for conference. Right? They could give two shits. They say we want this state. We want our stadium full and rocking with Texas coming to town for an SEC football game. And they have That's their rivalry with uh, South Carolina, which is in the SEC. So. There you go. Right now, I do wonder that stuff of like you know the the interstate stuff. If you if, if that goes out the window when it comes to this, but like some of these schools don't want some of these other schools in their league. For no, sure. Texas A&M absolutely does not want uh, Texas in that league or Oklahoma, but mostly Texas. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, I'm my that, God. that's the most surprising thing about it is that Texas A&M. Although, I, don't know uh, I mean, the I'm sure do. they're going to fight it, but like they haven't been in the league very long. And, <laughs> right. you know, their only advantage there from a recruiting standpoint was that they were going to, you know, you come here instead of Texas, and you get to play Alabama. So you, get to, right. you know, you get to put film against Alabama every single year. And if you're Texas, but also at the same time, like I don't know, like if you're Texas and you can't figure it out after you join the SEC, then maybe you need to just quit trying because, right. like, I don't understand that either. But that's neither here nor there. But um, the like the, the other thing that's going to be wild to kind of see unfold in the next couple of years are like just the ones that just get totally left behind and just fall well, yeah. complete, completely off the face of the earth. Like if the ACC starts getting kind of pulled apart. Right, yeah. but like Boston College, see you later. They might as well be St. Joe's at that point. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, that's right out of the A10. I just think that when it's all settled, if if there still is like if amateur, or if uh, whatever we want to call this level of football, right? Okay, you right. Got, you got you've got pro football, and you've got whatever this is. So, if in 20 years, whatever this is is still aligned with American universities, which. <laughs> May or may not happen. We, I mean, like, these are the things that, like, I mean, who knows, right? Like, at this point, my God. I mean, all these things are just all over the place. But whatever happens, when it finally sort of settles, I just think that it's going to be, like, a 40-school group of really rich schools that runs a league that operates kind of like the NFL. And it's just like, we're just going to play each other, and we're going to kind of do whatever we want. And then football is going to be separate from everything else. And we're just going to do this. And that's going to be that. And everybody else, you can play in a different level of football. Like if you're not in this, you know, like I, I don't see how else, how else would it end? I don't, you know, I know that we keep, we keep worrying about the bowls and everything else, but the further and further we get away here, like the less and less you hear about people complaining about what about the bowls? Like that gets quieter and quieter and quieter. So like at the end of the day, I just, when it all settles, that's what it feels like to me, but I, I could be wrong. I don't know. I mean, it feels like that could be 25 years from now before something like that happened. All right. If ever, I don't know, you know, so there's, I, I, there, I mean, there's certainly still a chance that I agree. We think that it's, it, it seems like it's certainly rolling this way, but you know, I, I do, there's certainly a percentage chance that the SEC says no, 
No to what? To Texas and Oklahoma? Yeah. They don't have to, you know, they, they, they don't have to do that. I, I wouldn't think, I'm just saying we're, we're talking here like this thing is, is over and there could be a story that comes out in two days that says, you know, My it's not happy. Because here's, right. here's the other part. Like, does Alabama want Texas? Well, they don't give a shit. They're already beating Texas's ass. I would think so, but they're also, like, Alabama is the clear biggest brand in yeah, I SEC think that if football, you look at it, Texas at, is really the only yeah. thing that can walk in there and be and, and flex on Alabama at all, just in terms of size, strength, money, following. That's true, because you have to look at it long term, and you have to say like when Nick Saban retires, mm-hmm. you know, then what? Right? If you're Texas, then you just say, well, we'll just wait till he retires or dies on the sideline or whatever, <laughs> you know, whatever happens, <laughs> and then we'll make our move. You know, like and you yeah. can, you know, if you're Alabama, and that could be a concern, but also like I do think. For it to get this far and for all of those sort of like non-denial denials to come out, right? it makes me think that this has been something that has been discussed for some time. And the SEC people that matter are probably or have been aware of this. Uh, I don't think – I'm not so sure the SEC folks were as blindsided as the Big 12 folks is what I'm saying here. This seems like from all the things we've seen come out that Texas, Oklahoma, and the SEC – had a meeting that the Big 12 wasn't invited to and, uh, you know, yeah. organized this. I mean, I don't know how else, you know, I can't imagine it's just the SEC or it's just Texas, Oklahoma being like, we don't care if they want us or not, we're leaving. Like, I don't, you know, I, I got to think that it's been for it to go this far and for nobody to be able to, you know, and everybody tried yesterday, of course, everywhere, you know, like right. and no one came out and was like, well, that's ridiculous. Everyone was like, well, you know, things change. Sure. You know, and it's just like, okay, what the hell does that mean? Because it was uh, the one statement, I think Oklahoma made it first, that was like, we don't comment on rumors and uh, there you uh, go. Non- there And I was is. like, of course, of course you don't, right? Of course not. Let's let that be, just run. Frankly, know? it'd be odder if you issued a, issued a statement that did comment on it. Of course you don't, because you guys leaving the Big 12 is the same as, you know, a rumor that your quarterback's leg got hurt or something like that. It's the same thing, right? right? <laughs> so, uh, like, no, it's just a bullshit rumor. I mean, it's whatever. People are bored. Anyway, um, back to uh, the topic at hand here, I guess. Michigan did talk today, or had it today, Jim Harbaugh. Uh, did you hear any of uh, Harbaugh's comments here You want to, before we get into uh, any of this Michigan talk? Win games or die trying, man. Win games or die. Well, it was uh, beat Ohio State. I think that was the question. Was beat beat Ohio State, State, beat Michigan State. Beat the rivals, yeah. I Beat actually did think that, um, and it was well, it was a Big Ten championship. The question yeah, was, right. you haven't won a Big Ten championship, you haven't beat Ohio State, right? And that 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 elicited the win or die trying, which I comment. think sort of all goes hand in hand. And I think that if you're someone who follows Michigan, you probably know that all three of those things you had kind of have to do all of them uh, to win the Big Ten, I guess. So yeah, I mean it's or die trying. And I looked at that <laughs> and I saw him say it, and I was like. That's like the most uh, Jim Harbaugh quote that, that you'll probably ever hear him say. I mean, that, that, like, that, that's one can, like, that one can go on the headstone, man. That's like as on brand without <laughs> probably trying to be. Like, I think right. that that's like all these. We talk about so many times about how these things are like <laughs> bullshit. And like guys are just up there saying whatever. And he does the same thing, right? Of course. But like if you had to find the most honest moment in his thing at the 15 minutes, this is probably that right there where he's mm-hmm. like, we're going to do it. Or I am going to die standing here trying. Like that's, and he's not choking and he's not like overstating it. And like, right. that's the Jim Harbaugh that Michigan people hired, remembered. Right. And the one that made everybody uncomfortable 
is the one that would look you in the eye and say, I'm just going to stand here and do it until I die trying. I don't care. You're going to have to kill me to put me out. You can say all those things and you can sound, you know, and make people uncomfortable, but whether or not you do anything to follow it up is obviously, uh, and at this point with Harbaugh, it's, there's nothing else possible to even say other than, you know, we're going to try to fix all the things that you know are wrong here. I mean, there's nothing else to say. Like, I think Aiden Hutchinson remarked to somebody I saw that somebody tweeted this, like, that you can't find one good thing about Michigan football on social media, and they love it. Like, they're going to use that as motivation or whatever. So, cool. But at the same time, I just don't know what what you're supposed to say, you know. Like, right. I, I actually, I mean, cause, and that's just like a hardball quote that's just, you know. Well, yeah, that was just it, it is In the long line of hardball quotes, just add yeah. that to the list. Him but I thought the far more interesting thing that he said during the, that actually had some content yeah, right, sure. to it was when he was asked about the assistant coaches yeah. and he said like 10 times that there's trust in the room that there's trust in the room there's trust in the room we trust each other we're listening to each other we trust the room you know there's right. trust in the room over and over that made me think well if you what's say that that, that many times then what the hell was going on before right. and, and i don't know how much you like how, how Oh, I, I can. What yeah, you like know? Get, get right on into that one because, <laughs> like, it was okay. pretty clear. <laughs> so we've talked about this probably a couple times this offseason, and I know Austin and I have, and I think we probably talked about it on the show. But the bottom line deal here, and he was asked about this last December, and he said there was no disconnect. Because I think I asked him at one point, you know, or maybe somebody else did. Because there was clearly a disconnect between not only – the staff and the roster, but there were times where you would almost wonder if there's a disconnect inside the staff, right? Where it was like, does everyone know what's going on at all times? Is there any communication happening here? What is going on? Are there certain people that are, you know, operating under a certain agenda? What, you know, like it just got very fractured last year. It was impossible for anyone to sort of deny. And I think sometimes Harbaugh, We've seen this with other things. He can be sort of like, not sort of, he can be late to understanding a lot of those things. Right or wrong. I mean, like, that's Mm. just the situation. And so Mm. that's one where I think it got away from him. And by the end of the year, you know, after they sorted out the contract and everything else, I think it went in concert. You also heard today, if you were really paying attention, that he mentioned when someone asked him about Mike McDonald, that he mentioned that Ward Manuel was involved in that decision. That is another part of this, I think where Ward Manuel, uh, in part of his evaluation of the program, saw all this. And I think they made a very strong, uh, as much as they could effort. And and again, I've said this all year, all winter, spring, summer. I give Hardball credit for it because he listened to people. Like he listened to the people on his staff. Like when they had, like when they made the decision to move on and change the recruiting department and they bring in a guy like Courtney Morgan, like that's listening to people on staff who said, we need to do this. So he did it like hiring guys like Ron Bellamy and Mike Hart. And we've talked about how important that is. Like those are guys that come incredibly highly respected that played here and like still love this place and wanted to win. There's zero reason why they should be anywhere else. Why are they not here? Why has Mike mm-hmm. Hart not been on this staff for the last five years, right. seven years, right? Like those are questions that just don't need to be asked anymore. If you have anybody that wants to be all hands on deck here, you got to get them in here. Your ego has to go away and it's time to go to work. Like those are the things that I think have been hammered here. And it's listening to people, not steamrolling people, understanding and hearing them beyond just like checking and being like, Hey, how you doing? 
Because I think that's ultimately, they lost that. I mean, they lost, right. it was clear. I mean, if they hadn't made those changes, I think, in this offseason to the level they did with the staff, I, I mean, you would have seen, I mean, I don't know how many kids ended up transferring out this year, but I mean, you could double that. I, I'm, mm. I'll just say it. I mean, you, you know, right. like, I don't know what the number ended up being, but you could have doubled it because people were not happy. Um, they didn't feel, I mean, that's all you heard. I'm sorry, it just was. People were not, yeah. they were uncomfortable. I don't know if they were just even mad at any one thing in particular. It was just a, it just something that it needed a, you know, a fresh coat of paint or a adjustment or whatever. Um, and they did that. They addressed those things. But now the question becomes, you know, is that going to be enough in the immediate to sort of get you to, to convince people, like we talked about earlier in the show, to convince people that you're sort of finally moving in, this, in the right direction? Or do you say, all right, forget it. Like, Jim, you got to go. And we got to start this thing whole, you know, completely over again. I, you know, that's the thing that hangs over. But that's the big story of the offseason to me is, you know, listening to people around you and making hiring decisions from a recruiting standpoint, from a communication standpoint, all these things that make a lot more sense than the decisions that we've seen him make in previous years. I mean, some of them have been very good. And some of them have been like, I don't know what you're doing here. These have all made sense to me. Right. I mean, the it is really hard to function as a any kind of operation if there's that level of disconnect. Yeah, it just um, it was clear. I, it, 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 like, yeah, it just speaks to so much about. Well, I think COVID, um, you know, all these things. I, I, yeah, COVID, like anything else, it exasperated anything. So if you weren't like. Right. We, That's a great we talked about this going into last year. Made talking, this worse. was the conversation. Yeah. The places that have it together and communicate and are yeah. on top of things and have, you know, really good internal functions mm-hmm. in place are going to be the ones that that come out. Be just fine. Um, and, you know, I, I, it was clearly too much strain on. Yeah. I mean, um, it just it wasn't it was not operating efficiently. Right. It's probably the best way to say it. Like it just was not. And. Um, you know, I don't know every single detail about every inner working that was going on, but you know, <laughs> I mean, I can tell you with pretty clear certainty that it was not operating efficiency efficiently enough. And you're right. I mean, look at look at uh, look at across the parking lot. Look at Juwan Howard's basketball team. Yeah, how yeah. they handled COVID. Yep, they had to stop in the middle of the season, undefeated, I believe, for what was it, two weeks? Yep, and then came back after two weeks and beat a ranked team on the road for God's sake. Like, yeah. A complete opposite situation, but also one that you, we looked at that team from the inside out and said they're as cohesive as any uh, any team that's their peer in the country, right? Like they are yeah. all in together, and obviously it's a smaller group of people and everything else. But like that happened in football. You look at Alabama. Alabama is a machine, and they were all about a task, and they went out and just absolutely destroyed everyone <laughs> because they were the only team. Well, obviously they have more talent, but they also were just right. they're all so focused. And Michigan under Harbaugh has really never been not since 2016 anyway. So yeah, yeah, you nailed it because it's like any crack that you had entering COVID was going to turn into a crater and Michigan had way too many cracks that cratered the bottom rusted out and they had to, they had to restart it somehow, some, some way. Some people thought Harbaugh should have been the guy that leaves. Right. Maybe they're right. Maybe that is how this turns out. But you know, I don't think that anybody at Michigan has said anything publicly or privately about, well, Jim's just going to be here for 10 years or 20, you know, I haven't heard that. I don't know about you. No. I haven't heard anybody tell me that Jim's just on easy street here and like, he's fine. He's just, you know, whatever. This isn't Kirk. I don't, this is not a Kirk Ferentz situation as far as I understand it at the moment. He's got to win. 
and he's got to show that they're getting better. Like in all Kirk the areas. Ferentz is playing the Big Ten Championship game last that's time. That's what I mean. Like when I say Kirk <laughs> Ferentz, I mean a guy that's just going to be there right. for a long time because of stability, right? Like you say, well, right. we're going to ride, even if he has a couple bad years, we'll ride through it with him. And that's not what this is, I don't think. And um, I, I don't think he would say that either. I don't think Harbaugh would say that. So, Anything else that he said jump out to you? I mean, he said McNamara was the uh, presumptive starter, which um, wasn't really surprising. That was sort of the thought after uh, spring practice, but it is a departure from sort of Jim Harbaugh. Like, we don't hear that from him. Um, it used to be, well, we're just going to cage match it out. We're just going to duke it out. we got this transfer coming in. We'll see what happens. Right. right. And this was different. This was him telling a kid. Because, again, we talk about that at the top. Like, what is media day about anymore? It's all messaging. Right. It's not about what they say to us. Like, we don't even need to be there. <laughs> like, it's right. they don't even really want us there, to be quite honest. It's about what they say to their... <laughs> To their players and their fans. So they're, they're the guys on the roster and their fans. So when he goes into media day every other year and says, like, well, we're going to have – Shea Patterson's going to have to fight off old uh, Dylan McCaffrey. I yep. can tell you right now that's not making Shea Patterson feel too good <laughs> three weeks before the, you know, whatever. So I think that that right there is like a small – maybe it's nothing. Maybe it doesn't matter. But, like, to me that's – okay, I understand why you would say that because, you know, he was the guy that played the best in the spring – Let's not bullshit here or lie or make something, you know, more complicated than it has to or challenge a guy in the media or whatever. Like, they don't respond like that like they did 30, 40 years ago. I think a lot of this for Harbaugh is still, like, listening to the people around him and taking the time to understand how 20-year-olds interpret things these days. Because it's not the same as it was even 10 years ago. It's not the same as it was even five years ago. And if you're not able to keep up with that, you know, that's college coaching. You know that. I mean, that's right. it's 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 an interesting time for it, especially with NIL and everything else, because if you can't really keep up with that sort of wave, you know what I mean? Like, good luck. I mean, I think and that's going to be a test for a lot of coaches that have otherwise had really good careers, great careers in a lot of places, because it's going to be a very big change. And um, it'll be very interesting to see how this all goes, because I, for one, don't know. I can't take a guess on a lot of the stuff. It's all it all feels very uh do I guess? Yeah, D- different man up there. No hat. I feel like he's worn his hat to all the other uh, big That's ten true. media days. I that, feel like that, that, he, I feel like there was maybe one, one time where he had the suit on. It was like the years where he was really feeling it, probably right, where he was mm-hmm. like, "We got a good team, so I'm going to show up in a polo shirt with my hair messed up, and I don't give you know, I'm going to act like I don't give a shit or whatever." Like that's, I feel like that's when he would show up with like the. There was one year he went to something and his hair was like messy. And I feel like yeah. it was somebody said something about it. I'm like, yeah, he's got a good team. He doesn't give a shit. He doesn't care about any of this. Like, whatever. Which is fine. And now, you know, you see him up there today. Seemed like a guy that was a little more engaged. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yeah. Right or wrong? He did seem. I mean, we we all, rightly so, have criticized Jim Harbaugh a ton. Right? And mm-hmm. we'll continue, I'm sure, to do that as we go forward here. <clears throat> but to me, this year, all I've heard, and he has not talked much. Obviously, and I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily for different reasons. But all I've heard from people that I would trust is that he's trying. Yeah. He's trying everything he can think of. He's trying everything. It's it's. I don't know if I want to call it like Hail Mary time, but maybe that's what this is. He's trying everything he can because I think it's been, it has been communicated to me at least more times than I can count. Like he really wants this to work badly, badly, badly. Not just 
it's not just an ego thing with him. I don't think, I mean, obviously it's, you know, that's a big part of it. You know, I don't want my personal legacy as a coach to just crater out here, but right. it's also, you know, this is a guy who's never really, not in this part of his career, he's never left the job that he didn't feel like he finished or, yeah. you know, at least made significant progress in. And he could maybe argue when this is all said and done, well, Hey, maybe I help them avoid, where they were probably going to inevitably end up faster, or maybe I was able to help in certain things. You can always find stuff, but really, at the end of the day, if it ended tomorrow, they're not really any better as a football team than they were outside looking in thirty thousand feet when you right. took the job. So, the whole thing we talked about when we started the conversation about Harbaugh, I'm going to do it or I'm going to die trying. Like that's Jim Harbaugh, and like yeah, I mean this that was the back to full. That, yeah. That feels like the full circle moment from uh, – he? what was his one quote like way back where he was like know. about coming home and there was – God was in there somewhere. And, all sorts of stuff. I don't know, <laughs> like, right? But like yeah. it, like I do think he – it mean it does mean that much to him though. Like that, I, yeah. that is not fake. No. I, and, I, like and I it, think that that needs and, to and be the, said. The, the, the possibility of this thing is ending as this just sobering – Mm-hmm. Right. Like it just never happened. And now you're just what are you, Jim Harbaugh? Right. Like this right. was supposed to be the thing. Yeah. And I mean, that's a lot. That's yes. a lot pinging around someone's head, man. So, yes. yeah, I bet I, I don't think it's a matter of, you know, my way or the highway. That's not, I think that's over. Or if it ever no, was the yes, case. Yes, that is over. That is over. <laughs> right. I mean, you even heard him say today when they asked him about uh, Mike McDonald. Mm-hmm. And he went to his brother yeah. and he was like, you know, I need help. Yes. <laughs> like, I think, you know, and he's asked for help before, but like, he, you know, John said, this is going to be the guy that's going to be our next defensive coordinator. You take him. You need him more than I do right now. And that is okay. And yeah. fine. Like, yeah. that's the thing that I would probably communicate to people is like, I think Jim Harbaugh has spent a lot of time. This offseason, you haven't really read or heard about it because he hasn't talked to anybody in the public or whatever. But, like, I think he has, from all things I've heard, he has spent a lot of time trying to lean on people around him and ask for help and be like, hey, look, I don't know everything. Obviously, I have blind spots. I need help. Can you help me out here? I want this to work. Hmm. And I'm going to try everything. And I don't know if it will. But that's all I've said all offseason. I mean, it might blow up spectacularly in their face and they might be just terrible. They could be. I don't know. But there's the there's the it won't question. Won't be out of lack of effort, you know what I mean? Yeah. From my vantage point, then, like this all sets up as the question of: Is it too late? It might because, be too late because even if there is this change, mm-hmm. right? If that's the, even the right word, which who knows, right? Sure. But if there is something different that's now at works or in the works, whatever, um, and it kind of does get going in the right direction. Well, even still, if you go, if you're a 500 football team next year. I don't know yeah. how many people are going to be okay yeah. just letting it ride. Just take it because, like, that's so, the thing. I don't, yeah. yeah, it's how much can you do to get back what you've lost in one year? And it's been kind of the for me with so many things. It has been the hallmark of the Jim Harbaugh run to this point in Michigan is that it has been too late. You've been too late. You've been too late on everything. You've been a step late or two steps late or a half step late or a half inch late, right? In some cases, right there or really late, like in some cases, right? Like changing your offense, Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, some of the staffing decisions, just a lot of things over the years have always felt like they were, that's a good move. Should have happened maybe a year ago. Should have happened six months ago. Should have happened maybe two years ago. Like I can't even, we've talked about that a thousand times. I've talked about it with Austin a thousand times. Mm -hmm. So many other people like, boy, imagine what this would have looked like if they were running this offense six years ago when they had all those, you know what I mean? Like all this stuff. So you got to change that. And to not be too late would be to be ahead of schedule and you got to do something abnormal. And I think that that's what this probably boils down to for Michigan right now. And uh, I've like tussled with this a lot. People have asked me all year, like, what do they, what's he have to do to save his job? And I'm like, well, what do you mean? They say, well, what's he got to go? What's his record? And I'm like, I don't, I, I don't there, think that's it's a record. Thing. I don't think it is. And war, like know. war does not, Ward would not function no. that way. I, I, there's no way that he has a, you got to win nine games. There's just no, no chance no. of that. If it, no. it, it, he, I think, needs to see the functionality that we were talking about. Yeah, I think he needs to see right progress on the field and things like that. And if it still means that they didn't have a great record, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that you know Ward does say like you you've done the things that I've asked, and that's going to take a while to spell out in the standings. Right. But this thing's going in the right way. But I just don't know how that's going to sit with a lot. Well, that's of what people. I was going to say because <laughs> at the end of the day, like. Ward Manuel is not going to make the decision in a vacuum right. by himself. Um, right. You know, it's going to be right. his call, but he's not going to make it by himself completely. And everybody understands that. And he's going to be at the one that has to deliver the decision and everything else. But whatever. At the end of the day, I think that what you said holds completely true. Like they could do all the things and fix and show significant progress to work on all the things that they've said. You need to fix these things and still be like a five and seven or six and six team. And I don't know if you can sell that. And I don't think right. he would – I don't think – at this point, I don't think Ward Manuel would try to sell something that he knows he can't sell to other right. – you know what I mean? So that's why I just keep saying like, yeah, you'll know. You'll just – you'll know. I mean I, I really do think it'll be – because we've we've all seen the same thing here, right? We've all seen yeah. the trend. We've all seen – it's pretty very obvious. There's no more questions. And so it's it's a very interesting time. But I don't I don't think it'll be a boring year. Uh, for Michigan one way or the other. But um, yeah, I'm interested to see how it looks. I have no idea. I really yeah. don't. I, I, I haven't. Yeah. What do you expect to see from Mel Tucker tomorrow? Uh, I expect. This is like a little bit of like a Kevin Warren type yeah, situation where was... he never really got to do this. And now he gets to come yes. out and kind of put himself out there. And this guy, 100%, 100%. you know, who just never had a chance to get his thing going has to feel like every moment he gets to get in front of a camera or go just be Mel Tucker, right? Like you need to capitalize on everything um, for this guy to kind of get their re-envisioned brand kind of going. I would expect him to take the opportunity to use this as exactly that. Yes. It's just a giant recruiting pitch for 15 minutes. If somebody will give him the time to do it. Like, I think that for him, that makes the most sense. You sell yourself, you sell what you're trying to be about. The guys that you bring there are going to do the same thing. And for Mel Tucker right now, I think it's selling the fact that they're not comfortable with waiting we saw mm-hmm. in this offseason what they did from a transfer standpoint, how aggressive they were. If you've paid super close attention and you've followed Colton like you should be, you've seen all the moves they've made from a recruiting standpoint. That recruiting department has been shuffled because he was not thrilled, I don't think, with how Michigan State was being. Even in a COVID year, I, I think Mel Tucker held his staff to a pretty sharp standard from a recruiting standpoint, and I don't think was overly thrilled with how things are going. So they've made some adjustments. Some mm. people have left. Some people have come in. They hired 
Thomas Wilcher from uh, Cast Tech to be involved with that whole thing. So I think that, yes, I think it'll be a lot about him sort of introducing who he is to a larger number of people. Because Mel Tucker is a really interesting guy who's been in football for a long, long time and had really big jobs. NFL head coach, defensive coordinator at Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia. And there's a lot of people who don't really know who he is. Like, I mean, still, Mm -hmm. right? So, uh, yes, this is an opportunity for him to be himself and sort of show that. And I would expect that uh, that'll be him. The one thing I will be interested to see, though, is sometimes Mel Tucker, and I don't know him, I don't pretend to know him, but like sometimes he can come off as like too buttoned up, I feel like. I feel like Mm. he needs to be a little more of the guy that we saw, you know, we, we would see on Twitter smoking a cigar on his deck with his uh, Rottweilers or whatever. Like, right. that's the guy that you need to go up there and be on on the stage. I, wouldn't shock me at all if we see something like that from him. Because uh, yeah. I would think that's the most important thing for them right now is to get word out, continue to upgrade your talent level best you can. Yeah. I mean, like, you could see a lot of coaches today were already kind of leaning into, like, the NIL stuff, right? Oh, oh I love – I love and one one quote from uh, PJ Fleck was I'm I was like I'm super pumped up for NIL I'm like well that's probably not the case but whatever you got to say that out loud right like all these all coaches saying that they love this that much like it's just comical. be yourself but- like like all of you guys out there <laughs> with your publicists and everybody else it's still the same thing be yourself like you know what I mean just be a good person and like be like. If you come here, I'm going to do my best to make sure you make as much money as possible. But I'm not going to stand here and read a checklist box right, that somebody right, delivered exactly. me this morning. Sometimes I, I think yeah. some of these Scott guys was, get too buttoned up with it. Scott Frost saying, uh, um, I love NIL because, you know, Nebraska is really <laughs> the only game in town. Like, yeah, no shit. You're definitely the biggest thing in Lincoln, Nebraska. That's great. That's awesome. Like, <laughs> but we know. Great. Like, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like, I, I just, it's it's an interesting time. And it's going to be a weird year because, like, a lot of these people, too, are, you know, that's the other thing. Like, these coaches, you got to remember, they haven't been around people for, like, a year and a half either. Mm-hmm. And they're in t- they've just been sitting there in their little boxes waiting for the, uh, for these sales pitches, these in-person sales pitches to be delivered. So I think we're going to see a lot more of that here before the weekends, I would assume. This goddamn media day is still going on. <laughs> it's still I mean, it's, on my TV. The SEC is uh, three or four days. I mean. I think. And the Big Ten is now just the two. I mean, I used to lobby when I was beat writing for this mm-hmm. to be done in four hours via a telephone call. Okay. <laughs> you know me. Right. Uh, or not at all. But, you know, no one listens to me and probably for the best. And so it's only two days now, but I don't know. I wonder if they will expand it. Probably. Well, once they add, when once they add 20, Notre Dame when and Kansas. 28 schools in the league, yeah, yeah then right. you'll have to. <laughs> once they add uh. Notre Dame, Kansas, and the Jets uh, to the Big Ten. <laughs> so we relegate. I don't know, man. Uh, it's just a fascinating time. It really is. Because there's a lot. Like, I wasn't even like, when the SEC thing happened, right? The Oklahoma-Texas mm-hmm. thing. I wasn't even like, oh, I'm shocked. I was like, oh, like there's another <laughs> meteor hitting yeah. college football. <laughs> and it doesn't even feel like a meteor anymore. It just feels like another day. Like that's right. sort of where I'm at with it. Because it, if I can look back to all the way like a year ago at this time, holy shit, mm-hmm. how much stuff has happened in the last 12 months. You just get like completely overwhelmed by it to this point where there's just so many things. And I think that, that's going to continue. That's, That's the thing. At this time, just at this time last year, we didn't know if there was a season. 
And in many cases, there it looks. I think was, we thought there was basically said outright that there wasn't going to be one. I think we thought there was not going to be. Yeah. This time last year, but we were really sort of anxious to see how people would react to it when they finally said that they're not going to have it, and uh, they reacted about like we thought they would. So it didn't it didn't work out too well. But um, hopefully this year, moving forward, no no interruptions. We hope. Uh, I know Kevin Warren talked about that chief medical officer coming to the Big Ten. I believe I saw that today uh, as well. So you know, you, and it was good to see some coaches too in the league. I saw Scott Frost said the. Scott Frost said that too. Uh, the the quickest way to a or the best way to a season without interruption is for everybody to get vaccinated. So yeah, go do it. I mean, yeah. you know, that's um, you mentioned that thing about Saban earlier, but I, it was nice to hear some of that with the. Yeah, I mean, I did hear that a couple times from. I think a couple Big Ten coaches said that, and you know, we haven't heard a lot of that in the NFL. I mean, I'm just going to say from my, you know, we were on yeah. those guys in the summer. We heard a lot of most NFL players were like, "It's none of your business. Don't worry about it." Right. <laughs> you know, which right. is their right to do. So. Well, and think about it, like this time last year, you know, this was when things were starting to really bubble with just teams kind of going yeah. their own way and stuff like that. But, Nobody knew what to do. There was no right, plan. Right. It was just so, structured. You know, I, I imagine behind closed doors, right, there was probably out there and wherever the hell this thing is, indie, right? Yeah. I, I imagine behind closed doors, there's been, there is some, we need to all get into the same room, look at each other in the eyes. Oh my God, hundred thousand like, percent! Yes, like, I mean among like the actual Big Ten constituents, yes. right? Like not yes. the media. No one gives a shit no. about that, right? Like yes, the coaches need to get together, the ads need to get together, the yeah. uh, all of them, everyone, every single person who has anything to do with any. Yeah, I mean, if you have the opportunity to finally do that again for the first time in however long, and then figure out what you're going to do going forward, because Kevin Warren said it. It's a. Well, I don't know what the word he used, but it's a. What do you say? Inflection point or something like? Yeah, yeah. That's what this is to me, and I think everyone would agree with that. I'm not saying anything mm-hmm. that's so crazy here. It's it feels like we don't know a whole lot about where this is all going to go, but we all know it's going to change, and it's sort of like everyone you need to find who can best help get you through that change. And I think a lot right. of people are sort of bracing for that right now. We see that a lot right now. I think in sports in general, kind of across the board. So. We'll see how it. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. Nice. It won't be boring, my man. <laughs> well, we will. Uh, we'll leave it there. Uh, yeah. Oh, I have a recommendation. What do you got? You're, you're, this is actually my second time going. Have you ever been to the Southerner in Saugatuck? Uh no. Legendary man. Southerner in Saugatuck. It is. It is the is it? best fried chicken oh, that okay. you will find. Anywhere? In the, in the Midwest. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say. Uh... No, I spent enough time in, in, yeah. in the South. But okay. uh, no, the right. Southerner, right on a, it's kind of just out on its own. It's not like downtown Saugatuck, but uh, holy oh shit, God. man. So you just ate fried chicken and drank whiskey and. Yeah, uh, there was 20 of us. And they, we did like the family style where you just order like, <laughs> just give us all of the menu basically. And, uh, and we, yeah, we crushed. So. Hit the Southerner if you're out on the west side. There you um, go. Anything else? We drank at this place called the Parrots Lounge in downtown Holland. It was like I think it was like the only place open. Well, what up, all, open what late. all cities? What all cities did you go to? We we, we played up? mainly right out by like the Holland Saugatuck area. Okay. Right over there. Um, did one night in Grand Rapids and okay. played a course kind of out that way, um, but yeah, all. All great stuff over there. All great stuff. All great stuff. So, uh, 
All right, that's it. Nick, yes, I think I held it together. Uh, thanks for <laughs> thanks for carrying, you know, probably yeah, you more weight than sh- you needed to. Draw the shades and uh, take some take some of your Tylenol and uh, sleep it off. Next time we're doing this in person. There All we right, go. buddy? Okay. Yeah, that. All right, everyone. Be safe out there. Tip your bartenders and servers. Good night. The place where I